Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk show with me Barry Holmes and we are here on a Friday night a little bit later than we usually do we usually have our shows at 7 p.m. but you know we decided to make it a little bit later for everybody out there that um is, is coming off work and I've had a lot of people that have come up to me and said that they wish that it was a little bit later just so that they can get a chance to check out the show live and you know I've tried to cater to those people by uh, trying to get this show out to you at a little bit later time so thank you so much for being patient with me here at 8 30 on a Friday night I appreciate you for everybody that's coming out here and supporting the show um, with all of your support and all the people that have subscribed and tuned in, you know, we have now amassed over 4,000 total downloads on all of our other streaming platforms. And we are also at over 7,000 views of our Facebook live stream. So everybody that's tuning in each and every week, you know, I appreciate you so much because you are a part of what makes this show tick each and every week. Um, you know, I'm a person that, you know, after the show, I'm always listening to the show afterwards and especially during editing and trying to see how I can make this show better. And, you know, to 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 have it now where we're at 53 episodes, I mean, my fault, excuse me, 52 episodes. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Right. But, you know, we're at 52 episodes and I just feel like, you know, for each episode, we're just trying to captivate a different audience each and every week and bring in new people i want to give a big special shout out to andrew disney he said he's digging the beer <laughs> uh good to see you in good spirits brother um shout out to my brothers also on the facebook live stream but you know again i want to thank all of our listeners who are you know subscribed in on our youtube channel we're almost at 60 i um, also want to give a big shout out to everybody that's tuned in on our instagram page for all the different clips throughout the week um, you can always uh, subscribe to us on our Instagram channel at Talk That Talk Show. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter at Talk That Talk SH1. All right. So those are our different platforms that you can check us out. Um, a lot of people are saying that my beard is looking a little scruffy now. Yeah, I know the quarantine has me uh, a little scruffy. And someone said Jesus, like, I don't know about that. But um, I've definitely said that I'm going to try and grow this beard out as long as I can. Um, this is actually the longest that I've ever had it out. And it kind of feels weird because there'll be times where I'm eating food and everything and I'll, I'll feel it over my my, uh, my lip. And I'm like, oh, snap, man. Uh, a couple people have also commented in saying that they like my shirt. Um, for the people that aren't tuned in to our visual, like we have our Facebook live stream. Shout out to Damian Becker. But this shirt was actually a free shirt Friday shirt that I got from the Mets at City Field. Um, we had to be what was the first, I think it was like 20,000, 25,000 fans. And I was able to get one of these shirts. And it's become one of my favorite shirts uh, to come into the uh, summertime. And I feel like, you know, especially with baseball not being here right now, I feel like a lot of times after work where I'd be in New York City, I would try and catch a Mets game. And I think especially during the daytime and I feel like for 
you know, a lot of baseball fans out there, we are missing our teams, whether it be your Yankee fans, boo, or your Mets fan like me. You know, I'm definitely itching to get this baseball back, so I was really inspired to bring out my, my Mets shirt today. My dad said that he liked it, so big shout-out to him. And then we also definitely want to give shout-out to some of our sponsors out there, Executive Bar and Restaurant located in Carteret, New Jersey. We also want to give a shout-out to my boy, Not. 91s.com. Cody Bromley has the best acid wash apparel in the game. You got to check my boy out at his website. And then also a big shout out to Dave at VW Liquors located in Edison Wick Plaza. Um, give, got a big also shout out to Crystal Dice out there. My boy Gabe Azarell is working out there. And I definitely want to tell you all about a beer that I'm really excited to review real quick here. But we have the from Bolero Snort Brewery. You might have heard of them before because last week I had told you about the Pina Bolada, and that beer was absolutely fire. Um, I actually had a couple people that texted me after the show and said that they enjoyed the beer and actually sent me a picture. I think it was Lizard that did that, so shout out to her. But we have our next beer that we're going to um, review today, and the name of the beer is called Sour Patch calves right so you might have heard like sour patch kids but here we have the sour pasture calves right so it, it's a sour beer for some of you that don't maybe have, if you've ever had a sweet tart i think that's what i can relate the taste a little bit to but i've actually enjoyed it i'm somebody that does enjoy sour beers or tart beers as they would say um, but this beer sour pasture calves is something that i'm really enjoying um i think the from the last time where we had a um, pina bolada, we had a beer that had a lot of flavor from Bolero Snort, right? We had a lot of flavor from it, but it was like a mellow sort of flavor. You could taste like the uh, the vanilla in there, and you could taste all the different things that they had put in there, like coconut as well, pineapple. But I feel like in this beer where you have it, where you have peach, raspberry, and strawberry, I think that little tarty gives it all of those different flavors, that extra zing to it, right? So, you know, I've definitely enjoyed this in the time leading up to this episode. So I would definitely suggest to anybody out there, please check out the Sour Pasture Cabs beer by Bolero Snort Brewery, go right? Definitely got to go to VW Liquors because they have some of the best beer selection in the game. I know a lot of people want to go to other beer stores, but you got to check out VW Liquors because they're the best in the game, right? And I will save these two beers, Caroline. I will give you these two empties so you can make your flower pot, all right? So shout out to you. And then one of the things that we have coming up here that's, you know, one of the things that we can't forget about here. I know the coronavirus has us all off kilter and we have different things that we're, you know, taken out of our regular norms. But the one thing that we cannot forget on this weekend is that it's Mother's Day weekend, right? Um, I want to give a big shout-out to my mom. Um, if you hadn't get a chance, you got to check out episode 32. It's titled Survivor. And if you get a chance to, please check out that episode on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And pretty much I got to talk to my mom, and she talked about you know her survival story with beating breast cancer. And I think that, especially in a time like Mother's Day, we really got to reflect back and think of, you know, why it is that we value our mom and think about it. Our mom is the person that brought us into this world, right? So I think for a lot of times for people, um, and I don't know about, 
you know, other people out there, but I have witnessed or I've experienced sometimes where you have people that just buy cards, right? You just say, oh, I got to get my mom a card. Boom. Got her some flowers. Boom. All right. You're done. But, you know, I am somebody that when I get a card or I want to get something, I always want to write a personal note in there myself, right? Uh, we have my uh, my neighbor, Jen, Jen Carlson. Shout out to her. She says she loves my mom. So I love my mom, too. So shout out to you. But, um, you know, I'm somebody that likes to write a personal note in the card. And I think that for everybody out there, you know, if you're just somebody that, you know, just buys a car for your mom or just for any significant other significant person out there, you got to make sure that you write a nice personal note. Because I feel like in your handwriting, you're transcribing your personal thoughts, feelings, emotions into that paper to give to that person to show them just how much you care and love them. Right. So. You know, I was thinking back, you know, before I was going to talk about Mother's Day on this podcast, and I was just thinking about, you know, why I, you know, value and respect my mom, aside from coming on my show, right? But, um, you know, I was thinking that, you know, from my mom, I've gotten a lot of wisdom, right? I try to take a lot of things reflectively. I take pride in the fact that, you know, when things happen, I try to, you know, process them, di you know, dissect them, and really, how could I say, just try and understand each and every part of that. And I feel like, you know, coming down from where my mom is texting us different articles throughout the day or to wake up the morning and stay, you know, keeping us informed. I feel like my mom has always just pushed on us to stay wise um, and to try and stay informed because the worst thing that you can be out there is misinformed. And, you know, when you have a, a good touch of reality and a good base of where you are in terms of, you know, other people and as far as how you can perceive things that are happening, you know, that, get, that comes directly from my mom. So, you know, I definitely want to, you know, thank her for the wisdom that she's instilled in me. And then also I want to, I definitely, how could I say, I draw from her the energy of just straight courage, right? You know, I have my mom who has, you know, beat breast cancer. Um, she's somebody that's constantly, you know, living through and trying to make each day a positive day. And even when was it on um, Cinco de Mile, she wanted us all to celebrate. And, you know, she's always someone that makes everything so festive. And even though we didn't get a chance to actually eat, I guess, Spanish food that day, she still went out of her way to try and get us some Spanish food the next day. So we had a Seis de Mayo. So, you know, I, I, that's something that meant something to me. And she was just so happy just that we all had a chance to, you know, really celebrate the Cinco de Mayo. And it's those things like that that really mean a lot and go a long way for me. So, you know, I appreciate that so much, Mom, and I do love you. And uh, like I said to all the people out there, when you're looking at trying to, you know, write some things in your cards, um, just think about things that you really have taken from your mom and, you know, just try and think about the reasons why you value her the most, right? And I just feel like from her I've just gotten a, an immense amount of courage and wisdom, and that's something that, you know, you can take anywhere with you and you can do anything with. So I got to thank my mom for that. And, you know, another thing that had happened to me, you know, throughout the course of this week, um, I know a lot of people out there know that I've been a little bit consistent with this running now. Um, I know we say it takes two weeks to create a habit, but, you know, I made a pact to myself that I was going to enter in the 30s uh, in a little bit better shape than I may have been in the past, right? So, you know, one of the outlets I've taken to that since LA Fitness isn't open is the fact that I have been doing a lot of running, right? And I said to you before that I've been using the Samsung Health app to track my progress, and I've been running in the back at TJ. But 
I had said all those things on the last episode. Now, in the course of running those laps this week, I ran into a friend who I'll say is Matt Kuyum Jun. Shout out to you, brother. But he's somebody that says that he listens in and tunes into my show. And in the course of my lap, you know, we, we kind of crossed paths to where, you know, he was walking to go. I think he said uh, process some project or something that he had for his uh, class. And he had used TJ to, to take a shortcut to get there, right? And for me, I was just hyped because I was like, oh, wow, this is somebody, you know, you see your family all the time, but here's somebody that, you know, has been listening into my show and I get to see. So straight up, I see Matt Kayumjin and, you know, I'm telling him about, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in here, you know, running some laps. I've been doing four miles. And he told me, he's like, I know, man, I heard it on your show. And I think for him, it was like, it was a validating fact. It was like a validating moment because, you know, a lot of people, when you listen to podcasts or you listen on TV and they talk about things and it's kind of hard to take them away from the content they're creating as opposed to the person who they are. Right. And I feel like for me is this podcast and the talk that talk show, um, I'm constantly reflecting to you all who I am. Right. And by telling, you know, everybody out there about how I've been trying to stay consistent with running here. I had somebody who listened to my show and Matt Kuyumjin and was saying that, you know, he knew that I have been running out here because he listened to my show. Right. So it just gave, I feel like more validity to the things that I'm saying and more credibility because here I'm telling you what it is that I'm doing, but now you have somebody out there is actually experiencing you doing the things that you say that you are right. And I try and I really pride myself on being someone that stays true to themselves and do the things that they say they're going to do. Right. And I think also not only was it proving to him that I'm doing this, but it was also proving to myself that I can honestly with a full heart say, yes, I have been running. I have been doing my best, you know, things to try and stay in the best shape to go into my 30s, feeling good about myself. Right. And, you know, July is not too far away. So, you know, I told it to myself, I'm going to try and go out there. And one of the things that I do see is, um, you know, when I've been going out running early, I've been beating a little bit of the rain or the poor weather that's happened later on in the day. And it's it never fails that every time that when I'm running out there and I, you know, it seems to be a little murky weather, there's a little bit of sun that kind of glimmers out. And I get to see that sun and I'm like, wow, you know, I really am glad I got out here because for the people that are inside and, you know, didn't get a chance to, you know, they might not see this for the rest of the day. Right. So, you know, you can't take that for granted. And that's one of the experiences that I've really embraced from running. Right. So um, on top of, you know, seeing Matt K and him seeing me doing the things that I'm doing. Again, it was further validation to myself that not only am I doing the things that I say I'm going to do but I'm also taking the best steps to, to try and live a no, somewhat normal and active life amidst this coronavirus, right? So thank you, Matt K, for, you know, crossing paths with me because it meant more, it meant a lot to me more than you would think, right? And another thing that I want to talk about that I, I saw on Facebook, and I really wanted to talk about this on this today because it's very important to me because it's pretty much the basis of this entire show, right? So I have my boy Josh Williams, who I played uh, high school basketball with. Shout out to him. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, he had put on the Facebook that he, you know, he was looking to invest some money, right? He was trying to invest some money to try and put it somewhere and, you know, 
get get some production out of there, try and get some revenue, right? And one of the things that I saw a lot of people there taking it jokingly, and you know, some were saying to put it in the stock market and everything. And you know, for me, I took it upon myself to try and comment in and answer this question. And for anybody that doesn't know Josh Williams, you know, he has been an, a ph phenomenal chef. And he's been always posting things about some of the dishes that he was making pre-corona and, you know, always trying to push people to eat healthier. And, you know, I thought that, you know, he I, I, I was very impressed with the things that he was doing. So I really extended the advice to him to say that you should really invest in yourself, right? Try and figure out how you can get some bandwidth so that you can get your own cooking channel or get your own cooking podcast, get some equipment to record some of these dishes, get, you know, a, a feed or try and get some, invest in some trucks or something to try and put yourself on Meals on Wheels because I know he's out there in Florida. But, um, you know, I just feel like, in, in especially in times like this where we're quarantining, I know that a lot of jo jobs are having hiring freezes and it's been a little bit hard for people out there that are unemployed, right? So I feel like, you know, for me, my advice to him and then my advice to everybody out there as well is you got to try and invest in yourself, right? Um, I think that, you know, especially for people that try and invest in stock markets or invest in or try and bet a lot of times, you know, I, I had a hard time with that because of the fact that, you know, I'm somebody and I love bowling to death. You know, bowling is one of the things that is really embraced. But the thing is, with bowling, I like the gambling aspect of it is because you're betting on yourself, right? And I feel like when you invest in stock markets and you're investing in all these other things, it's like you're putting your destiny or you're investing a lot of faith in someone else. And, you know, that's determining your outcome, right? So I feel like a lot of the times... For me, I take that same mentality and think that you should try and invest in yourself, right? I mean, you look at this podcast, and I started out, I had the old laptop that was barely working. You know, I didn't have a stand. I didn't have, you know, half the equipment that I do now, but I had to really invest in myself, right? Um, especially in terms of doing the job hunting, you know, I was having a tough time. So, you know, I had to invest in myself and try and reach out to someone for professional help to do, you know, help me with my resume writing, right? And I know a lot of people that have uh, done that as well, too, and it has success. But, you know, the main thing that I wanted to take from that whole, you know, conversation of what can he do to invest his money to get better, you know, I feel like the best way to do that is to invest in yourself because not, because, you know, you can't tell, like, say I invest, you know, in the stock market. I can't tell Google, hey, you got to make a better product. I mean, you can, but you can't get direct results, right? You know, if you're not holding yourself accountable to the place that you need to be, you could directly hold yourself and look and see why things are not happening, right? So, you know, for me, I think investing in yourself, what, whatever capacity that is, is something that everybody needs to do. You know, whether you want to create your own business. One of the things that I looked at after I said that comment to him was I thought to myself, oh, shit, how much does it really cost if I wanted to write a book, right? Because, I mean, we have so much time, and I found out that it costs anywhere between $500 to $2,000 to make a book, right? So right now, I could be a published author, right? So the only person that's stopping me is myself. So what I was thought and what I really want to get everyone out there to understand is you can do anything that you want to do. You just have to invest in yourself. So really take the time to reflect in, see the things that you're passionate about, 
and then find a way to make solutions to make it accessible for other people, right? And that's the easiest way we can invest in ourselves. I mean, I have this platform here where I'm able to share with you my thoughts, my emotions, my raw feelings, right? And, you know, I'm investing in myself in the fact that I'm trying to put out a, a great product for you each and every week. And you are and you and you guys are investing your time to try and come out and watch this show. And that's something that I'm always appreciative about, right? So the main thing, like I said to Josh Williams, right? Invest in yourself, brother. See how you can try and, you know, vault that, uh, you know, those talents and those characteristics that you have as a, a talented chef. And see how you can make that and monetize that and invest your time and effort into that, brother, because we got that time, right? And another thing that I do want to talk about, because it's, a very big time because we actually have some sort of sports back, right? Jeff, my boy Jeff Farrell had made a comment. He was like, oh, you know, we can always just watch the Korean baseball, but I, I don't want to watch the dinos, man. I, I don't want to watch. I, I don't want to watch Korean baseball. I'm sorry. Like, I love sports, but I'm not thirsting for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not really thirsting for it, right? I, I want to watch a Met game, right? Um, but the one thing that we do have to look forward to is we have the UFC fight card, UFC 249. I'm really hyped. We got a really big fight card on deck for that. And for everybody out there that is thirsting for some sort of sports, please get make sure you can tune in. Um, sometimes we stream it here at the house. We'll put it on the big screen. But I am going to tell you all about this fight card that I'm super excited about. Um, I know they're streaming it on the UFC channel. I know ESPN Plus or whatever. Find out how you can watch these fights, all right? I'm not going to tell you how I can, all right? But I, please find out how you can watch these fights. And the first one on deck is Greg Hardy against Jorgen DeCastro. And I'll say this. I don't know about DeCastro. He may be undefeated, but Greg Hardy is crazy. <laughs> Just because he is crazy... I'm going to go with that guy. I mean, anybody he's been in a fight with, he has completely mauled. So I'm going to go with him. Then we have Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Qatar. That is going to be a huge one, all right? I know a lot of people are hype on Jeremy Stevens. They say he's a very violent fighter. But please do not sleep on this guy, Qatar, because even though he doesn't have the hype as Stevens, I still think he's a formidable opponent and something and, and they wouldn't put him on the fight card if he didn't have the opportunity, right? Or he didn't have that power. But the one that I'm really excited about that I don't think a lot of other people are is about Francis Naganu and Jarzingo Rostruik. I guess that's his name. I'm sorry. But I have seen Francis Naganu fight, and that guy is somebody that has a, a, a mean, relentless attack on whoever it is that he's fighting. And I feel like, especially in main events like these or, you know, big-time fights where everybody's thirsting and everybody's going to be watching for this event, I really want to put myself on Naganu. I'm going to put my, you know, how could I say, all my money. I put my money on Naganu because, you know, things that he's shown and some of the knockouts that I've seen from this guy, they have been devastating, right? So I'm going to definitely go with him. But the last two fights on this card are be two fights that everybody might make or break people's parlays. I know Jeffrey Farrell is definitely happy that UFC's back because he has something to bet on, right? Something to finally bet on. Um, I know my brother's probably going to be putting in some parlays of his own as well, too. But 
this Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz fight is going to make or break a lot of parlays. I'm going to tell you this right now because it's so tightly contested, right? I know a lot of people want to go with Cejudo, the Olympian, right? This is somebody who has this, the, the glass jaw. Um, not the glass jaw. He has a strong jaw and is very durable. But I tell you this. I really like the potential in Dominic Cruz. And if I had to pick an upset, I would definitely go with that boy Dominic Cruz in this fight. And you can quote me on that. I think he's going to really go out there and prove a lot of people wrong. But the big fight of the night, the main carder that has the most implications is going to be this Tony Ferguson-Justin Gaith fight. Now, I've heard about these two guys coming from Duke for a long time. I know I saw Omar on the stream, and you know how long Duke's been talking about these guys, right? But, I mean, for a good reason, because we would have thought that Khabib would have fought Tony Ferguson a lot earlier, right? He, it's been four times that these guys have tried to fight but have not gotten a chance to fight. So I look really past this Justin Gaith and Tony Ferguson fight, and I feel like this fight has a lot of implications on the fact of whether we will ever see Tony Ferguson fight against Khabib Nurmagomedov, right? Now, I think about Khabib, and I know that he's the fighter that everybody thinks that cannot be beaten, and that's 100% true because this guy is absolutely a freak of nature. You know, when you're out there wrestling bears, it is completely different, and you're on another level, right? He was wrestling bears as a kid. And I think the next person after him that a lot of people thought that had a lot of characteristics that could beat him outside of, um, outside of, whew, what's the guy's name? Oh, I'm sure everybody knows it. I know, I know, um, he wore the... He wore the Warriors jersey, Dad. You know, um, the Irish guy. What's his name? Come on. You know him. You know. Well, anyway, I'm sure if you know the, if you know his name out there, you know he had a fight with Floyd Mayweather. You, you don't know who it is, Dad? Oh, man. All right. I'm sure it's going to come to me at the end of this. It's, and everybody's going to get me, right? But the one thing about this is that everybody was looking to see him fight him, right? And with Khabib being the top guy in the in the class of these these fighters, right? Tony Ferguson is next person up that could potentially get him, right? And I think that with Tony Ferguson at the age of 36, right, he's a little bit of an older fighter. So I just don't know if you know if he can if he loses to Justin Gaith, if he will ever get a chance to fight against Khabib, because I just can't see Khabib fighting against him again or trying to for a fifth time if he's already up in age and there's a plenty of other fighters out there that could take on him, right? And that fighter, Dad, was Conor McGregor. I was really hoping you could get that one, man. Come on, Dad. Pay attention. <laughs> but one of the things that I know is going to be very, very different about these uh, events, especially with UFC 249. Yeah, see, even Jeffrey got it. He said McGregor. See, exactly. But... The one thing that I know that a lot of people are going to be interested about with this UFC 249 is the fact that this is going to be a fanless held event, right? Now, with you having a fanless held event, especially around a time where sports aren't exactly out there, I think the biggest thing that we're going to take away from this is how other organizations like the NBA, MLB, 
MLS, NHL are going to go forward with trying to open up their stadiums to fans, right? Now, I know that we're saying that it's fanless, but with the UFC holding this fanless event where we can actually hold sports, I think it somewhat gives a blueprint that can be altered for having or trying to bring these fans in because when you have a fact of bringing some sort of sports back, all eyes are going to be on this UFC 249, right? And when you're having an event which is as large as this with no fans, you're really relying on that fan base of hungry people that really love UFC, right? And I feel like for a lot of sports organizations out there, especially like MLB, which are solely based on fan experience, I mean, there is nothing like going to City Field on a... a, a a summer afternoon and checking out a Mets game, right? And I know a lot of people in other cities will say the same thing for their respective teams. But baseball is really, truly such a fan experience, right? And when you have this fan experience and you're taking it away, you're taking away the basic liberty liberties of being a fan of that team, right? So when you think about that, especially in terms of with the UFC of having no fans in attendance, you're really going to start to see how can we look to open up some of these other sports and especially what are going to be the guidelines of televising or even having them with no fans. I mean, you look at some of the other uh, leagues out there like the CFL and they're looking for federal aid to just try and stay afloat, right? So this is a real big problem with sports not being around and, you know, having the fans not being able to attend it. We already talked about just how much money equates to the fans not being there. So we got to really put into perspective the large or bigger scale thing that's happening here. And with the fans not being able to be in attendance, you are having yourselves to get creative ideas to try and get fans engaged. And especially with the UFC and going out to Florida and trying to host an event in a city where there's going to be no fans, can we see other franchise or other sports organizations do the same thing to bring sports back? I know that the NBA has put in some sort of hygiene you know, protocols in there where you have each player having their own basketball and four players in a facility, no head coaches there. And you know, you're kind of really altering the development of chemistry in teams and even when we look so far as to with bowling, I mean, you have us, you know, and bowlers that have looked in to see some of the altered rules that they're having out for us. And they're talking about all teams having just one pair to their team. And that's it against the, you know, the other team that you're bowling against and they have their own pair. And now you're altering the entire game of bowling where you have to read different oil patterns and read the way that other people are bowling to how your track is going to be. So I feel like when we try and alter ways to try and come back, the, the big question, the big thing of the tug and pull is how do we alter the actual game itself and how do we alter that experience or how do we try and bring sports back and just bring it back so we can get money back, right? So that's going to be the big thing that when you look forward to some of these other organizations, how are they going to move forward, right? So that's going to be something that you're definitely going to have to tune into. And I think that it's going to be very highlighted with this next UFC 249. Now, another thing where we have, which is a fanless event, which is going to be pretty awesome, is going to be the match Champions for Charity. And it's going to be a golf event with Tiger Woods 
and Peyton Manning squaring off against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, right? And this event is going to raise $10 million towards trying to really come up with something for the COVID-19 or the coronavirus, right? And I really like this because if you look before the last time, the Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson special did really well, right? And it's really fun to always see them compete because they they always have been like battling at it over the years in golf. And I feel like when you throw, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in there and two quarterbacks that have been constantly butting heads over their course of their career, I mean, I think it's must-see TV. I know they're going to probably, I think they said they're going to televise it on TNT. And I think I got to give the competitive edge to Tiger Woods, man. Um, I, I know he's going to be playing with Peyton Manning. I don't know how his golf game is, but I know that I'm going to try and tune into that. I think they said the date for that is going to be May 24th. And it's definitely going to be one you're going to have to want to check out. Um, it's going to be fanless. I know they've been doing a lot of other things as far as, you know, video game uh, tournaments with different leagues. But I think this is going to be really cool. And one of the things that I did see about this match is that all four of them are going to be mic'd up. And you can hear all the things that they're saying throughout the event. And I think that's pretty cool. I think we might have saw that in the XFL uh, not too long ago. So did we see a little bit of uh, a trickle-down effect from the XFL? Who knows? But the last thing I really wanted to talk about before I close out this show is the fact that the NFL has released the schedules. I know I was hyped to see uh, the Chiefs schedule. Jeffrey was really happy to tell me. He said that the Falcons are going to be playing the Chiefs. So um, I'm really looking forward to beating his team, all right? <laughs> I know we're the defending uh, Super Bowl champs, but um, I know that the Giants have their home schedule released, and they have some of the non-divisional opponents. And they have Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Arizona, and Cleveland. And this will be a nice sample size for some of the out-of-division uh, teams. And then you have the Jets, on the other hand, which have San Francisco, Denver, Arizona, Las Vegas, and Cleveland. Now, you know, for me, I think I would really be excited to see, you know, what the Las Vegas Raiders are going to look like, right? I think it's going to be interesting to see if De Derek Carr is going to be a quarterback. Will it be Marcus Mariota? Um, I think, you know, with us seeing Arizona getting our first glimpses of them and how they'll look with uh, their revamped uh, roster and not having David Johnson, um, I think it's going to be a really cool, you know, season as far as the out-of-town schedule for out-of-division teams, right? So for everybody that's a fan of any of those teams and you don't really get a chance to see your team play at home, um, I know I look forward to when the Chiefs were playing both the Jets and the Giants. I had the pleasure of, see, of actually um, interviewing Travis Kelsey in the locker room, and that was something I really enjoyed. And I got to watch the game, uh, the Jets-Chiefs, uh, as a fan. Um, but I tell you what, you know, seeing your team live, there's nothing like it. And I am, how can I say, I'm just really hoping that sports can come back sometime soon. Because I just can't wait to just get some Shake Shack and go to City Field and, you know, watch my Mets play. And, and that's kind of why I had to bring out this shirt today because, you know, I'm really missing baseball. Uh, I'm really missing being outside and really experiencing the break of, you know, summer, right? This is, you know, the, you know, have May where you, you know, have that spring weather and you're trying to break into summer. Um, the best way I like doing that is going to baseball games. And I think that, you know, we have better days on the horizon. And I hope that. And, you know, with this Talk That Talk show, 
that's the one thing that you're going to be able to depend on each and every week, right? I want to give a big shout-out to Kevin Rosa, Jeff Farrell, Chris Strike Tyson, Gilbert Saw, Ray Ray Wells. Um, who else? Yeah, Jackie Wojo, uh, Naya Santiago, Mary Beth Heaney, Andrew John, Christian Carr, Sherrod Shuford, Ray Perry, Omar Salim, Nathan Holiday, Brady Matthew Hinton. We had a lot of people here on our Facebook live stream. Oh, we had Angie. Oh, shout out to my teammate Angie. I love you. I can't wait to go out there and crush some more pins and win some love doubles money with you, right? Um, this was a great episode. Um, I really feel good about the way that I was, you know, able to just come out here and, you know, just pour my thoughts, emotions, and feelings into this mic today. Um, the past couple of days, I had been a little bit down. Um, you know, I feel like with myself, along with a lot of other people out there, I'm sure this, you know, Corona quarantine is getting to you a little bit and it's, it's being tough to be inside quarantining and not seeing your friends and a lot of your other family members as well, too. But, you know, like I said before, just try to really invest in yourself, whether that be monetarily, whether it be time wise, um, just try to find the things that you really like and highlight them so that you can get through each day and not only get through that day, but make that day a productive day. Right. And everybody out there, shout out to your moms. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Happy celebrating Mother's Day weekend. I love my mom. Uh, we're going to have a nice uh, Mother's Day celebration for you. So this next sip is for you, the Sour Pasture Cabs, right? Mmm, such a good one, right? So we guys uh, also thank our sponsors out there, Executive Bar and Restaurant located in Carteret, New Jersey. We also want to give a special shout out to 91s.com, Cody Bromley. He's got the best acid wash apparel in the game. Also want to give a big shout out to Dave at VW Liquors, located in Wick Plaza. Let's go, Mets! Let's go, Mets! We always want to thank Dave for that at the end of the show. But um, how could I say? It, it, it's it's just the, the culmination of this each and every week. Um, it's just something that I look forward to and I enjoy. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoy just conveying my thoughts and feelings to you all about some of the topics that you want to hear um you know moments that i can validate that with like my like with my boy matt k or just in talking to some of my family members and talking about what i want to talk about today you know these are conversations and feelings and experiences that i look forward to and that i take with me each and every week so i thank you all for tuning into this talk that talk show like i said we're at four that over four thousand downloads over 7,000 views on our Facebook live stream. I wouldn't be at that point if it wasn't for each and every one of you that tune in each and every week. So whether you're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, you name it, Talk That Talk Show is on it. And you can you know, bet each and every week on Friday night, you will have an episode to listen to of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. So thank you all. I'm going to close this show out. If you have your beer or your drink or whatever it is, please cheers it up. This one I have is the Sour Pasture Cabs by Bolero Snort. Um, it's one of the beers. It's a, a sour beer that I really enjoy. Please put your drink up. Cheers up. And thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you all next week.